I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. David Cobb, of course, of CBS Sports, joins us each and every Wednesday here on the program. David, were there any shocks for you last night with the rankings? Because... To say it was a shock that I saw Ohio State in front of Alabama is not fair. I just thought that they were going to penalize Ohio State for the way that they lost more so than they were going to penalize Alabama for two quality road losses that we've heard about before. Oh, gosh, yeah, the, the quality of Alabama's losses. They were on the road, David. Really no, the no time on the clock. Those were those are quality losses. You, you look those up right there. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, the fact that Alabama is ahead of Tennessee, I'm not going to say that it shocked me. But it was a little disappointing, and though it was predictable, uh, it, it makes little sense when you just assess the fact that Tennessee beat Alabama when they played head-to-head. It's not going to end up mattering as it pertains to the 14th field. I don't think there's any way that Alabama jumps from six uh, to four really under any circumstances, regardless of what happens this weekend. But just the, the principle of the Crimson Tide being there ahead of Tennessee. Well, it does, impact, we it does impact the Sugar Bowl. It could. And, yeah, this is a, a rare opportunity for Tennessee to play in a meaningful bowl game, a bowl game that will be meaningful to Tennessee. It may not be meaningful to Alabama. Like, if you're not in the playoff and you're Alabama, who really cares, right? If you're Tennessee, this is a, a once in a, every couple decades type of season. I mean, sadly, let's call it what it is. That's the, the status of Tennessee's program as of late. So, yeah, you would love to see Tennessee get a chance to go play in the Sugar Bowl. Their fans would turn out for that. It would be a crazy atmosphere. It would be like Ole Miss going to the Sugar Bowl last oh, year. Yeah. It would be that type of, type of moment. And it might not happen, right, because of the way these rankings are shaping up. Yeah, and, like, it's one of those weird things. It's like, well, neither team plays, so how do you really flip it next week? Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know. I wasn't that bad out of shape. I guess the big question for me is, do you think – who can lose this weekend and still get in? Beyond, I think we both agree Georgia and Michigan can both lose, which ironically I think their losses would probably be worse losses than what USC or TCU could lose to, right? But it feels like they can for sure lose. I think the question is can USC and TCU lose this weekend and still be in? Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know that I thought about it in those terms, but you're right. A Michigan loss to Purdue would be actually a, a significantly worse loss than a TCU loss to Kansas State. Because Kansas State's all the way up, up to Top 10, 10 matchup, uh, baby. It is. So, uh, yeah, so I, I, I'm with you, though. I think Georgia and Michigan are in. I think, I, I hope TCU is in. Because even if they lose, to go undefeated through the Big 12 like they did 
to me is really impressive. And I don't know that they're getting the credit they deserve because the Big 12 is a little lean in terms of, like, the quality of its big brands, like Texas and Oklahoma and Oklahoma State being down and, and Baylor having a down year after they were on everyone's radar last season. Uh, but the reality is every week in the Big 12 is such a, a dogfight that to come through it undefeated, you deserve – uh, to be in if you're TCU. Southern Cal, if they lose, I think Ohio State is in because that's going to be their second loss. Both those losses are going to be to a Utah team that has three losses. <laughs> uh, and Ohio State's in there with only one loss, and that loss is against a Michigan team that's 12-0. Uh, and 0. So, uh, yeah, I basically think the only thing really up for grabs here is that fourth spot and whether it's going to be USC or Ohio State. Okay, forget about how you feel about earning it. This is kind of where I, I start to get a little hazy. Wouldn't you rather watch, like, if you can only watch one of these games, wouldn't you rather watch Georgia Ohio State than watch Georgia TCU? Uh, yeah, I would say. I mean, I would. And say I, so. I'm, I'm, uh, I've been stumping for TCU. I feel like for eight weeks. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think they've earned it. But it's this is kind of where it gets murky for me, where it's like, eh, if it's a TV, if it is a TV product, like. Eh. Well, that, you never count out this committee, right? Because no, they, they understand especially that. because Ohio State, this is my favorite part. If y'all go to the ESPN, like, FPI resume, Ohio State's strength of schedule is, like, one place better than TCU. So you can just nice. set that up for, you know, they played a tougher schedule. <laughs> I, I, hope it, I hope it doesn't go that direction. I, I really do think TCU deserves it for, for playing for the Big 12 title game. And, Oh, honestly, uh, recency bias should count against Ohio State a good bit because we just saw them lose by 22 points at home. So uh, it's just going to be hard to uh, get the public, uh, the public in favor of, of seeing Ohio State in over TCU. I, I will say, if if TCU and USC win, like, what are they going to do on the selection? Sh- like, who's going to watch the selection show? Well, I mean, yeah, that's, that's do any of us watch it anyway? Like now, like you McMur- just... McMurphy's are yeah, but like, like what? I guess they yeah, it's just like a it's just a four hour discussion about the about the game. Well, you're right. Well, like you can just follow on Twitter, and you can get the you can follow on Twitter and get like okay, who the top four is it? But I mean, have either of y'all watched the show? No, no. Like, yeah, I guess you're right. You're right. I don't watch Sunday it anyway. anyway. Like you I don't watch I mean? it anyways. You're right. I don't watch it anyways. Yeah. The one time I did watch it this season was when it was at uh, in between the uh, yeah the basketball, basketball games. games yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and the the one which I think it was was three overtimes and the, so the show was an hour late and all the college football people were were irate that that was the one well time and then that was the best part because them remember on the desk like you could tell like they were upset like like they thought they should have broken in like they should have paused overtime of the Kentucky <laughs> Michigan State game so they could read off those rankings. Yeah, it was past Bucor against bedtime. Yes. Well, Pollock was very upset. I, I get the sense David Pollock didn't play a ton of basketball in his life. <laughs> Not a basketball player. We're talking. That's even basketball guy. We're talking to David Cobb from CBSSports.com. Cobb, let's switch to basketball here. Um, Jeffrey had uh, Jeffrey. Why don't you give Cobb your observation from the start of the uh, college basketball season at large? All right. With the caveat, it's feast week, so who knows? Who cares? You know what I mean? Like, who? what's the motivation in any of these games? Who the heck knows? But, man, from what I've been watching, I don't know if anybody's good. <laughs> uh, well, I think I think Purdue, Virginia, like, they're legit. Okay, but we're, if we get to the end of the year, if we get to March, 
And I say, Cobb, you got to ride or die with Purdue. How you feeling? Okay, you know what? Uh, you're right. I, I am going to amend what I just said, and I will say that Arizona is good, and I will ride with them. I know they got bounced in the Sweet 16 last year, but they are the one that like jumps out to me as like, oh my gosh, Tommy Lloyd actually like is a phenomenal coach. There's still a lot of talent on that roster. Like they've not lost yet. They so, looked. I agree with I, you. In Maui, they looked very good. Like they were playing quality teams, and they were beating them like convincingly. It felt like. But I get your point because look at all the blue bloods that are that are losing games. Uh, every every major like brand in the sport, really, other than Arizona and Indiana, who hadn't played anybody, like Kentucky, Michigan State, Gonzaga, Duke, uh, UCLA, all these teams were really struggling uh, to start this season. So I think that makes college basketball fun. I don't know what it means for like the casual fan, but the, the fact is, like all of those teams are like struggling pretty pretty significantly here in the early going. I worry about my Tar Heels if they're not playing to kill Coach K. <laughs> you know, yeah, when you have, when you have a chance to end lose. Coach K's retirement night, like that team was like the best team in America. You got them in the play in the the Final Four to go kill him. Like they they laid it all the line. They just didn't have That's the so same they, second half of Kansas. They just didn't have the heart anymore. They were dead already. Yeah, this North Carolina team we've seen so far this season is the North Carolina team that we saw for most of last regular season. Yep. So, it was, yeah, it was the team that got them that eight seed. Uh, yeah, so uh, they, they could lose their third straight tonight. They're, they're at Indiana. If you want to see college basketball at its best, Assembly Hall tonight, uh, I don't know, I forget what time the game starts, it's going to be insane because that is Indiana's first it's, marquee home game. I think it's 6-15 because I think they're doing Jimmy V speech night. It is, yeah, and it is a great uh, venue for college basketball. That was like, No, I'm that, sorry, sorry. It's uh, 8-15 Central, so Cobb, I don't know. I don't know what time zone you're in now, but it's 8-15 Central. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, guys, I got an update. Uh, we're, uh, we're, we're leaving Moline, and we're headed to Hattiesburg. So, uh, Hattiesburg! Oh, have you called months? The sip. Yeah, you got to call months. Yeah, he'll tell you everywhere to go. I know. I texted months. He was when he was down in uh, Orlando with the Tigers, and uh, man, you should have seen like he gave me about fifteen different restaurant recommendations. Oh my, uh, yeah, he'll, he'll talk your ear off. Amazing. Well, because it's a t- yeah. it's a great opportunity. For him. He it's, was born and raised in Natchez, but he's an adopted Hattiesburgian right. or whatever. But it's also not like all that. Imagine because he always has recommendations for just about anything. But it's not yeah. often he gets to use the Hattiesburg recommendations. Yes. You know what I mean? Well, it's all. Did he give you? Did he go? Did he when he recommended restaurants? Did he like recommend the Chipotle on on Second uh, Street? <laughs> yeah, because typically he's a chain guy. Uh, no, he he had some original. Okay, all right. Lo- he, he's going local. All right, local chain. I told him I, mean, I was like, man, I'm going to be really disappointed if there's not a uh, place called Hattie's Burgers. Yeah, uh, and, or uh, or some Tex-Mex place that makes the guacamole with their hands right in front of you. <laughs> well, that too. Yeah. Uh, well, well. Good luck on your move to Hattiesburg. I- I'm curious, Cobb. At what point? Does Louisville losing is like is is Kenny Payne's job become in danger? Oh, uh, just just a dreadful situation. They're not just losing; they're getting blown out. And the, the thing about uh, it is that's that not what Mark come. said. Mark well, said can I, can I, can I, so Mark can I said they had quote, guy if they I, had quote close losses to Bellarmine. Who else did you throw in <laughs> there? Look, 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 look here. If I'm if I'm Kenny Payne and I have to get up at the podium right now. Hold on. If you got to embrace your Ryan Silverfield, 
<laughs> what do you mean? It's, it tur- turn uh, correct. Turn chicken salad. Yeah. T- turn, explain uh, explain uh, turn why these results chicken salad are not actually as bad as we think. So okay, so they lost to. Listen, this season could be totally different, David. They lose to Bellarmine by one to start the year. Lose to Wright State by one to start the year. Lose Appalachian State by one to start the year. Even if they just lose those first three games, does App if State spend any money on basketball? If they win those first three games, like three and four with four losses to top 75 Ken Palm teams, which is what the last four have been. Um, He's going with the quality loss argument. You know. I know they were lopsided, but top 75 lopsided. They count the same. We it's, were on the floor. A quad one loss no matter we what. Saw, we saw what good teams look like. Yeah. And they were wearing the other jerseys. They don't, you yeah. know, it hurts you in Ken Palm, but the net does not weigh, okay, it doesn't matter that much. It doesn't matter as much, all right? It, we're just, they'd just be bad instead of like, oh, my God, they're dreadful. Um, but yes, they, oh my God, they're dreadful. That would be me trying to spit it, but I'm not, you can't spit it, but that's what I'm curious. Like, can you fire him this year? If like it goes, well, here's what, here's my question. Cobb, you might have a better sense of this. Did they hire him just to get DJ Wagner? (laughs) Because if, if the, if the answer is yes, doesn't that make it easier to move on? Well, here's what makes, yeah, what makes it easier to move on is the utter lack of roster construction that, that he's done. So you can forgive poor on-court results in year one of a coaching regime, but what you cannot forgive are the other signs that point toward his tenure uh, being, being a disaster, which you mentioned D.J. Wagner. They hired Milt Wagner, D.J. Wagner's grandfather, to be like director of alumni relations or something, and they still lost him to Kentucky. So that well, didn't they originally player. hire him – to be on the staff, and then when they realize, like, oh, we that's a conflict of, like, then they re-navigated it and moved Milt to that new position. Isn't that what they did? Either way, it's it's just a terrible look that you hire the guy's grandfather and then he commits to your R trial. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's part of it. And then this year's roster. In the portal era, the excuses for having a, a poor roster in year one are, are diminishing. Now, I know Louisville still had the IARP stuff hanging over their head, but you can't tell me there weren't at least a few guards out there who would have been interested in coming to Louisville. It's still Louisville, and even if they had been hit with a postseason ban, uh, it's still a place that should be attractive to, to certain players. They have one guard. They have one guard on this team. His name is L. Ellis. And they basically are asking him to be John Morant out there with his usage rate. And he's a good player, but he's, he's not nearly that good. And, and it's just been a, ugh, it's been a disaster. And to me, those are red flags. Like the fact that they, quote, unquote, apparently didn't want Amani Bates. Are you kidding me? Like it, the, the roster is so bad that Amani Bates would be out there uh, scoring 30 a game for him. So those are red flags to me beyond just like the 0-7 start. It's the fact that, uh, it doesn't seem like he really knows how to put a roster together. Yeah, and it's like, how much of this is, you know, is this, is this uh, to to make the NFL comparison? Is this kind of like the David Cully, Lovey Smith, like, hey man, do you want to do you want to get paid to just take these losses? Like, you know what I mean? Like, we just got to get through this, and like they're just going to pay a bill so that somebody else can eventually, somebody else can eventually kind of steer the ship back in the right direction. Yeah, the, the, I think what you got to do, since it's Kenny Payne, it's a beloved uh, former player 
you got to give him at least through the end of the season. See, he's recruited at least semi-decently outside of the Wagner debacle. Uh, if he can maybe pick up a couple of transfers now that the IARP stuff is done, the ACC is so gettable. Uh, with It's just a terrible basketball conference right now. I mean, honestly. So give him a But when you year. lose a leader, you know what I mean? Not only a leader, uh, Cobb, you lose America's leader. It's tough to just follow up without Coach K. Oh, gosh, yeah. yeah, yeah. What are we going to do? Uh, but honestly. He might just come back. Coach. Mark, that's what. He won't come back to Snake Shire. He's just going to come back to coach the whole league up. You know, t- teach everybody how to be better. You, you, you're like again. He loves to coach keep, other teams that are not his. We he keep loves coming to do back it. to Jeffrey. I miss him. Yeah, Jeffrey. Well, life's not, not the same without. It doesn't him. feel right. College yeah. basketball like season doesn't, doesn't feel right without Coach K. Doesn't feel right without him. Eh, Hughes back in the SEC. I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what have you watched Memphis at all? What do you think about Memphis so far? I mean, so far, so good, right? I saw a really interesting quote from Penny that I'm sure you guys have probably discussed or seen, but basically saying, like, this is what it should be like, like, with their roster and how he feels really good about their roster. And relative to their other starts under Penny Hardaway, uh, this has been a really nice start. Like, I know that Seton Hall game was just a total heartbreaker, uh, but I think Memphis is at, like, 26 right now at Ken Palm. And I'm, I'm willing to venture a guess that that's pretty close to as high as they've been ranked uh, at this point in the season, at, at any point under Penny. Uh, so, so far, so good uh, with a lot of big games coming up. So, this is going to have a chance to crack the polls here in, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's an interesting time. Cobb, we appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, guys. That was David Cobb of CBS Sports. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.